Hey everyone, welcome back to the Life by Taylor podcast where we learn and grow together. I'm recording today's podcast episode from Tel Aviv, Israel, one of my favorite places in the world where I lived for the past 10 years before I decided to leave and travel and see the world. Before we dive into today's podcast episode, I love to just give you guys a little mini life update and catch up a little bit because I do feel like you guys are my community and also my friends, my peers, my family. So for those of you that don't know, I left LA when I was 17. I moved to Israel. I lived here for 10 years. To me, the world was either living in Tel Aviv or Los Angeles. For most of my life, I was split between living in LA and living in Israel. I would come to Israel every summer. All of my best childhood memories were here. My closest friends were here. And as soon as I had the opportunity, I decided to move, come live here, and spent 10 years of my life in this country. Throughout those 10 years, I was very adamant about the fact that I would never leave Israel and that I wanted stay in Israel forever and Israel really did serve me well. It helped me grow into a completely different person. I have incredible, incredible friends and a beautiful community of people here that are really the most important people in my life. But after a while, I started to feel like Israel has a lot of things that are limiting, a lot of things that are limiting and the reality in Israel isn't as simple and as fun as it feels and seems when you're just an American living in Tel Aviv. Politically and socially, economically, there's a lot of dense energy in Israel. There are a lot of challenges in Israel. Life in Israel for the average person is really not easy. And that being the reality here, people carry this limiting mindset. They carry a mindset that doesn't really encourage you to dream big and think outside of the box. As ironic as that is, of course, Israel is the home to some of the most advanced innovations in the world. But collectively, there is trauma and pain and a lot of darkness that we carry in our hearts living in this country. Of course, this isn't to say that Israel is only that. There's so much light amidst all of the challenges and all of the heaviness and all of the darkness. That's why I stayed here for 10 years and will consider Israel home for the rest of my life. But I personally felt like my time came to explore, to leave Israel, to see other places in the world. And most of you know that I have traveled, but now live in Greece with my boyfriend. My life in Greece is so different than my life from Israel. It's super simple. I live in a small, small city in Northern Greece, in the mainland of Greece where life is very slow paced, very chill, very quiet, and very, very different than my life in Tel Aviv. And Israel and Greece are really close to each other geographically. It's like less than a two hour flight away. Like I paid $30 for my flight to get here, but something mentally felt like they're very, very far from each other. It was so hard for me to come visit Israel. For some reason, I felt like I was torn between these two lives. And if I came to Israel, I would feel like I want to stay here and I want to live here again and I wouldn't know what to do with my boyfriend and my life there and I was really caught between these two these two worlds that I've created and have lived in and eventually I got to a point where I realized okay I'm just gonna go I'm gonna visit I'm gonna see people that I miss see my family they're super close there's no reason not to let me just get over it and and try and see what I feel I was very surprised that in this week I have had the best time seeing people and meeting up with people and really just talking my language and feeling that feeling of belonging that I obviously don't feel in Greece because I don't speak the language and it's not my culture, my religion, but I was so surprised to feel that I don't want to live here and that I actually can't even imagine myself living here anymore. 
So it's brought a lot of peace within me that I can kind of have the best of both worlds. I can live in Greece in a slow-paced, chill, quiet life and visit Israel as much as I want because it's super close and super cheap and why not? So that's just a little update on my moving around. I'm here for two, three weeks. I don't really know how long I'm going to stay because I have a few people I want to see. I want to go visit my friend who lives in a kibbutz in the south of Israel and... I'm just, I kind of bought a one-way ticket and I'm playing it by ear because it's so cheap. So I realized I'll decide when I want to leave, I'll go back. So today's podcast episode is inspired by the most recent lesson that I'm trying to integrate into my life, trying to practice, trying to really digest, but is very clear to me, is very, very important. And on the surface, this lesson seems very simple, almost silly. But hopefully by the end of this episode, it gives you a little bit more freedom the way it has allowed me to feel a really big sense of relief and has freed me in many ways. One of my favorite spiritual teachers, Anthony DeMello, he he passed away. He wrote a book that I adore called Awareness. He always talks about this message. And every time I heard him say it, I would laugh and I would kind of get it. But only recently when I've been struggling with really digesting this and letting myself understand this, have I really understood what he's talking about? So part of his lecture, he's really funny. He talks about how we are all asses. We're all idiots. And the sooner we realize that, the sooner we accept that, the sooner we see ourselves as idiots and everyone as an idiot who doesn't know anything, we have a deep sense of freedom. And at first I was like, haha, yeah, that's funny. Nobody knows anything. La la la. What I've realized recently is that I have a fear, a big, big fear of showing a weakness lately to not knowing what I'm doing. Certain situations in my life have been taking unexpected turns and at every turn or every question I have, I frame a narrative that I can present to the world, that I can present to my friends, that I can tell people to make them feel I have everything under control and I know what's going on. And that has caused me a lot of pain and suffering. So let's say you're in a situation, you don't know what to do. Should you stay? Should you leave? Should you do this? Should you do that? It's so common for us to want to have everything all together and know what the best decision is and know for sure it's the right decision. But there is so much freedom, and this is what I've been learning, in saying, you know what? I actually don't know shit. In many ways, I'm an idiot. It's a very humble way to recognize that we are not God and with all of the spiritual knowledge and all of the books and podcasts and things we can read and understand intellectually, we do not have an ability to see the whole picture. We do not have this foolproof way to always do the right best thing for us. And that's okay. That is okay. So in today's episode, I really want to talk about the freedom to let yourself be an idiot, to be seen as an idiot, to feel like an idiot, to own it shamelessly, really to just pronounce, you know what? I'm stupid. I don't know anything. There's so much freedom in that. And it's not just you that's stupid. Everyone is stupid. The smartest person in the room is stupid in a way. We're all dumb. We're all idiots. And if this triggers you, if this offends you, if this hurts you, and I know what that feels like, then lean into this lesson. It will free you. Before I continue today's podcast episode, I want to share a brief message that is very important. 
As most of you know, meditation is one of the most powerful tools to connect with source, to connect to your creativity, to remember the truth of who you are. When it comes to anxiety, when it comes to stagnant emotions, when it comes to having a hard time falling asleep or getting rid of the nerves before a presentation or any of these emotions that are really hard to sit with and work through, breathwork will change your life. I started breathwork using the Othership app and the Othership app is incredible because they have so many different exercises for so many different specific situations from a full moon breathwork ceremony to a cutting cord ceremony, which is something I did recently where I wanted to disconnect energetically from someone in my life. And they have an entire breathwork exercise where they walk you through disconnecting emotionally from someone. This is great if you're trying to create boundaries from a toxic parent, if you're going through a breakup, if you're getting over a situationship with someone, if you're trying to, if you are disconnecting from a toxic friend. Now, this podcast, of course, is free. And in full transparency, I am looking for ways to monetize the podcast, but of course, I will not sell things that I don't believe in and I will not take money for ads that do not align with my personal values. So I decided to team up with Othership and offer you guys a link where you try Othership for free and I get paid through them. So if you are interested in breathwork, if you want to gift yourself the experience of having such a powerful tool to work through your emotions in life and support me in the process, click the link in the podcast description where it says try Othership today. Now let's talk about our fear of looking stupid. Let's talk about our fear of admitting the truth, which is that we don't really know everything. We don't even know close to anything. I think each of us carries our own narrative about why we're afraid of being seen as stupid or ignorant or dumb or silly. And therefore we all put on this front that we are smart and that we are intelligent and that it's a really big part of our ego and our pride to be seen as someone who is worthy through their mental abilities and their knowledge and their understanding of themselves and the world. I've said this before on the podcast, but one of the things I notice in almost every single discovery call that I have is the need for people to say how self-aware they are, how self-aware they are. So they'll say all these things and then they'll say, but I'm very self-aware. I'm super smart. I know myself. And it's almost like they're afraid to admit that there are parts of themselves that they don't know. I am one of those people. I am 100% more one of those people. And the more I build this character as a spiritual teacher and a guide and whatever, the harder it is for me to let people reflect back to me my blind spots, to let people point out where I am wrong. And that takes a lot of courage for me to say because to be honest, I believe that I try my best to say I'm open to criticism, I'm open to being wrong, I'm open for people to tell me what's wrong with me. But lately I have seen in practice that I have a very, very big fear of that. I also have a fear of making the wrong decision and not knowing what's best and, and not knowing what's best and admitting that I may not know enough to do the right thing. Now, of course, understanding this, I have decided to invest in a therapist and an embodiment coach and really make an effort to show up consistently so that I can have that mirror, so I can have the opportunity to break down and be weak and allow myself to sit with what I don't know and be a student and be humble. I think there's also this additional fear of presenting instability and uncertainty outward 
I have come to a place where I trust that everything will be okay, even in the midst of chaos in my life, but I don't feel safe to share that I'm experiencing chaos in my life outward. So what I've been practicing lately is actually just owning it and telling people when they ask me, so what are you doing next? Or what is this happening? I'm just like, honestly, I don't know anything. And most people react to it better than I would expect. But even those that freak out and are like, what do you mean? What are you, what are you gonna do? What da, da, da. It's so clear that it is coming from their own lack of ability to sit with uncertainty and instability and not knowing. I'm kind of saying things in a vague way, so I guess I can go a little bit more in detail and say that I had a challenging experience in my relationship that really made me think a lot about if it's right for me, if it's wrong for me, and I was having doubts and fears and also going through something that is objectively super, super, super hard with my boyfriend that was had nothing to do with either of us, but something that was bigger outside of our relationship that was adding a lot of challenges. And I think when we're in this state of uncertainty and instability and we're in between two choices, it's actually the hardest place to be, to be honest. I think that not choosing is the hardest place to be and being stuck and confused and lost and scared, it's just torture for the soul. It really is. And I've learned that before I make a decision, it's okay to say that I don't know what the best decision is. I talk so much about following your intuition and knowing your truth. And I do believe that on some level we do know our truth, but not everyone is ready to act on it or face it yet. Even if there is a truth deep down that you know, you probably know, it's okay to be gentle and patient and kind with yourself and say, I'm not ready to face this truth. And step one is admitting that. I don't know. I'm an idiot. I have no clue. I'm in the dark right now. But I do think that once we've admitted that, we have to recognize that making a choice is better than no choice. And when you make a decision, that means you make a decision to stay or to leave, to quit your job or not to quit your job. And if you decide, for example, let's say you have doubts in your relationship, you don't know if you should stay or if you should go, if you should leave, if you should try again, fight, whatever it is. First step, let's say you don't know what the truth is. You don't know what your intuition is saying. You're not there yet. You say, I don't know. But in the meantime, I'm fully 150% deciding to stay fully or I'm deciding to leave fully. Remove the second option completely. One of my spiritual teachers who I happened to be in her one of her classes yesterday because I'm here in Israel, she is brilliant and she says all the time that Whatever you choose, choose fully because God cannot meet you in two places. God cannot support the reality where you stay and the reality where you leave. So when you're caught between those two choices, when you don't know, it's better to just say, I don't know, but this is what I'm going to choose because I'm going to choose something because it's better than choosing nothing. Another thing that has helped me is to just admit out loud that I am clueless. So much freedom comes in just letting yourself be dumb, letting yourself be seen as stupid, letting yourself be seen as wrong and someone who makes mistakes and human. Letting yourself just be seen in the moments where you're not strong and you're not confident and you don't know what's going to happen. So I am at a stage right now in my journey, in my life, personally, professionally, in all areas of my life where I'm very much in an in-between phase that is very unclear to me, period. And normally I would frame it in a way where it's like, but I know this and but I'm going towards that and but and but and but, but I'm here to say that I have no clue what the right decision is, 
what I truly want, what's best. I just don't know. I just don't know. And in every area, I've decided to just make a decision wholeheartedly for now in the present, remove all of the fear of the future and all the things that were getting in the way and humbly surrender and let myself look like a fool and be a fool if I have to. So here are some ways you can allow yourself freedom to be a fool. Number one, let go of the idea that you know what is best, that you know what is good, that you know what is bad, that you know how other people should act, how they should be, that you know what a good time in your life is and a bad time. In we really, really cannot see the full picture. This is a message that I share repeatedly all the time. And in my hardest moments, I'm just as grateful and thankful and try to accept that even if they're really shitty, there's a chance that that's just how they feel. But in reality, it's God moving things to get me to a higher ground and to help me evolve. And in most cases, I think in all of our lives, the hardest things we've gone through have helped us the most. So the first way to free yourself and allow yourself to be a fool is to really just stop thinking you know what is best for you and for others and even for the world. We simply do not have access to the view of reality and of truth to know for sure what is best. It's like a flight being canceled or you missing a flight for a very important event and being so upset about it and not getting over it, but not realizing that there's a chance that you were saved. You might have been saved from a plane crash. And as unlikely and as unlikely as that is, it's still possible. The second way to free yourself and allow yourself to just be a fool is to allow yourself to be messy. Let yourself be a mess. It's okay if your life is a mess. It's okay. It doesn't matter. It means nothing. Many people are presenting an organized, presentable narrative and framework for a messy life. We're all living in a mess. We all have messy lives. Of course, some people have bigger messes than others, but the most put together person in the world has parts of their life that are not put together. And letting yourself just say, yeah, it's messy right now without needing to justify it or explain it or frame it in a way where it looks stable and consistent and organized, but there's a lot of freedom and just owning the mess saying, yep, everything is chaotic right now. It is messy and it is hard. And the third way to just embrace the freedom of being a fool is to seek your blind spots, to invite people to reflect them back to you, to really invite people to show you what you cannot see in yourself and get excited about it. My therapist said to me last week, she was like, Taylor, do you know how much better my life got when I realized that I can just say I'm an idiot sometimes and when my friends point something out to me, I could just accept it and get excited about the fact that they pointed something out to me about myself. Now, a lot of people say I can take healthy criticism and I'm looking for feedback, but in reality, when it comes, a lot of us contract, a lot of us start to defend ourselves, a lot of us feel like it's scary to hear something about ourselves that makes us feel like we don't know ourselves. So owning the fact that we never fully know ourselves ever. And as much as you think you know yourself, humbly accept that you don't. 
that we cannot fully know ourselves, and no one else can fully know us. In order to get closer to fully knowing ourselves, we need to see ourselves from different eyes and different perspectives and different angles to see things that we cannot see on our own. The whole point of this episode is really to just let you feel like you have permission to not have your shit together, to not know anything, to kind of just accept the truth that we all know deep down and own it. There's a lot of freedom that comes with it. I'm starting to go down this route of really just letting myself embrace it, even as someone who teaches and shares and has this knowledge on spirituality to leave a lot of room to admit, not just to myself, but out loud, that there are many times that I don't know what the hell I am doing. Wow, it really is a relief to say that, truly. There's so much fear that comes with it. And when you say it, you realize, yeah, that's just the truth. And you know what? Not saying it doesn't feel good because you know deep down that you are resisting something that is universally true, that you recognize to at a certain point. And putting up a front like you have your shit together and you know everything and you have all the answers is causing you more harm. One of my mottos is freeing myself and bringing you with me. And this is the latest way that I have found a lot of personal freedom. And I hope that you guys feel a little bit more free after hearing this too. Before you go, before you go, if you haven't already, please rate my podcast, maybe leave a review if you're on Spotify, screenshot this episode if you liked it in particular, upload it on your story, or maybe send it to someone who you think will enjoy it. And if you're ready to really take your spiritual practice to the next level and add an incredibly powerful tool for transformation, I highly, highly recommend downloading the Othership app and trying it today. You can click the link below in my description. Thanks again for listening. I love you all and I will be back next week. I love you guys.